In business relationships, always put relationships before business. Hey guys, I'm AJ. I'm Rini. And welcome to TFA Talk Show. Today with us, we have Rahul Shah. He has spent the last 15 years as a communication specialist helping organizations, big and small, across industries and countries to communicate more effectively and impactfully to their audiences, either through training, consulting or speaking. Welcome, Rahul. Thank you so much, AJ and Renny. Thank you for having me on board. Very happy to be here. How can freelancers build a long-term relationship with clients? I think the most important thing is to be interested in people. When I first started business, I was very lucky to have a mentor. I still remember his name. His name was Uncle Roland, right? So he taught me my very first lesson in business, amongst a lot of other things. He said, "In business relationships, always put relationships before business, right? So you got to have a genuine interest in people first, right? Rather than so be interested in who they are rather than what they are doing, because." I think those are the business relationships that go the furthest because there's a connection that's based on trust, right. on likability, on values, on shared values, on common vision, right? Rather than something that's purely transactional, because what usually happens is in a relationship that's purely transactional, where you simply want to make a relationship with this person because you are something to get from them, or they are something to gain from you. Uh, mm. Once that purpose has been fulfilled, right, the relationship fizzles off. So there is no long-term sustainability to that kind of a relationship, but one that is based on values, vision, shared purpose, common interests. I think those relationships are fueled to grow a whole lot further. So the very first tip that I would say to build sustainable business relationships is to be genuinely interested in people. They go a whole lot further. Mm-hmm. The second step is to do a very critical thing called a regular follow-up. A lot of times in business, what we lack is a system. Right to have a regular follow-up with people, so we may have this whole database of folks that we know, or we may have a very big contact list, right, on our mobile phones, yeah. on our email addresses. We have this whole stack of business cards. You know, yep. uh, we have so many connections on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram, and we take it for granted. A lot of times, you just spend a lot of time posting and scrolling, yep. and maybe there's a lot of engagement, but engagement does not really mean connection a lot of times. I think to have a connection with someone, there has to be a certain amount of frequency. There has to be have a certain amount of regularity. There has to be a certain amount of purpose underlying all of that. So we need to focus on building connections with the people that we are connected to via the different platforms that we are on, or the people that we have on our data list. Mm. So having a system in place to manage these connections is extremely critical. And I find that a lot of business owners, a lot of freelancers, especially. Do not pay a lot of attention to that. What they end up doing is they they end up getting in touch with people on a very ad hoc basis yeah. or on a on a need to basis, right? And in business, I think any business coach, any business guru will say the same thing. Goodwill and leverage are two very important factors when you are doing business, right? Because you want someone to be able to pay you ten percent more, or you want someone to give you ten percent discount. You know, you gotta have a certain amount of goodwill and leverage with them because at the end of the day, I wouldn't say build connections with that in mind. But those are definitely some benefits when you have strong relationships with people. People do consider more favorable terms when they're doing business mm. with you. Yeah. So the second tip is really create a system mm. into building, into maintaining and developing deeper connections with the people that are important to you or you're genuinely interested in. Mm. Right. And this system could be in terms of maintaining an Excel list. It doesn't have to be something that's complicated. Maintain that list, just schedule out, right? And say, okay, you know what? Every day, I'm going to discipline myself 
to maybe just get in touch with five people or ten people. It doesn't have to be anything. It's just you know forwarding to them a message that might be relevant to them, or sending them a news article that they might be important to them. Asking them about how they are doing, you know, just following up. If you read something about that they've posted on Facebook, for example, you know, just drop them a separate message on WhatsApp. You know, instead of just liking, hitting the like button on Facebook, message them separately, follow up with them, and say, "Hey, congratulations! I just saw this on Facebook. I just saw this on Instagram." It makes your connection seem a lot more personal. Right. And of course, if you can pick up the phone and call, that becomes even better, right? But mm. To each their own. Some people have the comfort level. Some people don't. And I like to assume that people have their own bandwidth. But of course, do whatever you can best do. But do something more than what you're doing right now. If right now you're just hitting the like button, get onto WhatsApp. If you are right now mm. WhatsApping people, try to get onto a call. So take it step by step. Don't try to make huge leaps. But try to create a better system. It doesn't have to be very different. A year, two years ago, I heard someone give this advice that you know what. One of the best ways of milking your LinkedIn network, for example, is to just have a system where every day you just message ten people, mm. right, on your LinkedIn, and tell them of what you are doing, and try to find out more about what they are doing. That's all you need to do, right? Mm. Don't have an agenda in mind. Don't have sales in mind. Don't have anything in mind. Just about introducing yourself and getting to know them better, and then let the conversation flow however it flows, right? Be interested in the person first, what they do, who they are, why they do what they do. I think a very nice question to ask is. Why do you do what you do? Mm-hmm. I think people love answering that question because it makes it reminds them of okay. their purpose. Because right. there are a lot of people who ask them what they do. Very few people who try to understand why they do it, what drives mm-hmm. them to do it, what is their motivation to do it. So create a system. You know, build connections with people. Put in a bit more effort. Spend, I would say, thirty minutes every day mm-hmm. just on harvesting your contact list, and that would be a great effort. So that's mm-hmm. tip number two. Number one: be genuinely interested in people first. I don't seek business straight away. The second point is deepen your connections, pay effort, create systems to developing and maintaining your connections. And the third tip that I can give is once you have harnessed those connections, once you have developed that network, right? I think start looking at how you can add value, right? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people are very focused on getting value. Right. What can I sell to you? How can I make money from you? How can I get you into my funnel? The most important thing is how genuine and authentic are you? A more sustainable, a more real connection or real sense of adding value would be to be upfront, to be transparent, to say how can I help this person? Mm-hmm. And there are really a lot of ways in helping people. Right? You can do so by enriching them by providing education, tips, you know, guidance, advice, mentorship. Uh, you can do that through empowering people just by supporting people in their dreams, in their ventures. You know, you come across someone who's giving, who believes in sharing, mm. who comes from a place of generosity. So, I think these are three main tips that I would say are important when we want to build great relationships with people that we want to be doing business with, mm. or maybe who may end up doing business with us anytime down the road. One of the three tips I'm going to tell you, and one more thing, right? <laughs> so there's going to be one bonus tip I'm going to say. And that's persistence, right? It's not giving up on people. Sometimes it's about planting the seed and you may not see the results right away. Those results may come a whole lot later. So once every month, once every three months, you know, just at regular intervals, just follow up with people so you remain at the top of their mind so that when the need really comes, you never know how that might convert into a business opportunity if you have been seeing a lot of that with younger entrepreneurs especially who mm. they just give up too soon you know yeah. it's like 
I, I, I emailed that person twice, but no response. Like, oh, no, forget it. Like, you know, I don't want to waste my time. But, you know, doesn't really work that way because all these people are busy. They have challenges. You know, sometimes they got other priorities in the organization at this point in time, you know. But that doesn't mean that they will never have the need. It's about staying at the top of people's mind because out of sight, out of mind, out of yeah. mind, you don't get recalled at all, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you also just stay on their mind all the time. So just touch base, you know. So small talk becomes very important. Conversation skills become very important as well. Right. So let me quickly recap the three points uh, and the plus one bonus tip. So number one, I think be genuinely interested in people first in business relationships, put relationships before business. That's very, very important. Number two, putting the effort to develop and maintain your connection, build a system that helps you to maintain and develop those connections. Right? That's something that's often forgotten. The third thing is once you have built those connections, while you're maintaining those connections, be focused on adding value rather than just getting value all the time. Yeah. Right? See how you come from a place of generosity, come from a place of gifting. And a bonus tip really is be persistent. Don't give up too soon, right? Mm. Sometimes people have their own challenges, which is why they're not responding. Stay in touch. You know, there's no harm in doing that. Never burn your bridges. Never break the bridges. Maintain your bridges. You never know when they will serve you well down the road. And they usually do at some point when you need it the most. So now that we know about how we can actually build long-term relationship, why is it important for freelancers like us to build long-term relationship with clients? I would say that especially for freelancers or single operators, like one-man one man operators or small business operators, we don't have the resources to, to harness new business leads all the time. It's a very expensive process. In business, one of the most expensive phases is the, is the business leads harvesting process. It's, it's a, to generate business leads, it's very expensive. So this is why in the initial stages of business, we spend a lot more money on marketing. Right, because you want to get more exposure, more reach to generate more leads. Now, we don't, if we are stripped of resources, then our marketing is limited. When our marketing is limited, we really want to optimize whatever does come our way. So I do believe in the 80-20 rule where 80% of your business should really come from 20%. Right? Mm-hmm. And when you're able to get 80% of your business from 20% of your connections, that can only happen when you get recurring business. A recurring business is only going to come to you when you're able to sustain long-term relationships. Yeah. Right? When you're able to keep people trusting you, liking you on the long term. Right? Where they see that you are someone that they can rely on, that they can depend on, not only for today, not only for tomorrow, but for the next five years. Where they make you a part of their business vision, their business strategy, and their business plan. So that kind of reliability and dependency goes a long way. So you always want to not sell yourself based on how great your service is or how great your product is, but you really want to sell yourself and how you can help support them in the long Mm -hmm. run. So always pitch for the long term. Always tell them that I want to help you build your business. I want to help you solve a solution in the long Mm -hmm. term. I want to support your business vision. What's your vision? What's your plan? What's the strategy for the next five years, for the next 10 years? How can I be a partner? So mm-hmm. stop being short-sighted and seeing how can I sell to you something quick now. Right? It's very easy to go to a person and say, hey, you know what? I've got this solution to you. Let's do a one workshop thing or let me sell to you one printing package and do a one-off printing job for you mm-hmm. or you know, let me do a one-off video shoot for you and that's great. Right? That's, that's simple enough to do. Right. But that also means that they're going to look at you as someone who is there on an ad hoc basis. You do not right. want You always want to go to a person and say, hey, you know what? Let's have a conversation about 
where is your business at right now? Where do you see yourself going in five years? What needs do you have? And how can I come in and help you support you in those needs for a longer run? Mm-hmm. And you know what? I can always give you a one-off trial. We can work together on one project for a start, but we're working on that one project only so that you can trust me enough to get me on board for the longer and the bigger picture. Right. right? And, and that conversation needs to be started from the start, not as a not as an afterthought. And right. a lot of times, small business owners are very afraid of having those conversations because they're scared. I don't have enough credentials. I don't have enough of a portfolio. Mm-hmm. I don't have enough track record. Uh, but yep. I would say that reverse the thought process. All the more, because you don't have it, then right? For you to go and find 20 different customers, is going to be mm-hmm. a pain. So mm-hmm. since this person is already talking to you, let's milk as much as we can from that person. <laughs> right? yeah. let's, let's try to get as much from that person. But of course, I'm not saying milk that person from a point of view of take advantage or exploit someone, but it's more from a point mm-hmm. of how can we have a, have a mutual relationship where you can gain something, I can gain something, right. and we both get value from this relationship. Mm, yep. So if you ask me what's the one benefit from having long-term business relationships is that you get a lot of recurring business from fewer people. And that helps you save costs on marketing. It helps you save costs and effort on lead generation. And also it reduces the learning curve, right? Every client you meet, you gotta learn. Learn about how to serve them, what their likes are, what their dislikes yep. are, what their preferences are. And again, that's cost. Right. A lot of times, it's not tangible cost. It's not really dollars and cents cost, but it's time cost. It's opportunity cost, right? And people don't tend to notice that sometimes, but it's it's expensive, right? So you always want to reduce that as much as you can. So try to get 80% of your business from 20% of clients. Whenever you work with someone, try to be with them for volume for the long term. Try to see how we can work this out in a way that I'm going to be with you on a retainer mm. or, or a recurring project or I get plug into your five-year plan or five-year strategy, I become your go-to person or your go-to resource or I get get selected as your in-house. You know, some companies always have a list of preferred vendors, for example. How do you get yourself onto that list of preferred vendors? You know, you always want to look at that from a bigger picture and not really have a a narrow short-term vision Mm. for your partnership or your Mm. collaboration with that perspective. So, like, sometimes if you want to do new relationship we want to go for maybe like networking or something like that our first impression important and how can we as freelancers make a good first impression i guess the best way to form a good first impression is to have a clear understanding of why number one are you at a networking session if you are there because you want to explore business connections then ask who are the business connections so it's about being very clear in your mind as to what do you want why are you attending this event? Who do you want to meet at this event? Knowing why you are there, knowing who you want to meet, gives you a sense of purpose. So when you approach people, you're going to be less clumsy, right, mm. in your conversation. One of the things I notice a lot of networking events that really kills your first impression is that you come across as awkward or you come across as being really clumsy, right? Where you don't know what to speak about or you ask silly questions, right? <laughs> you, right? Or you ask questions like, hey, have you eaten? And you're like, I'm a networking event. <laughs> Why would you ask me that? Right? Or, or, yeah. you know, or how are you doing today? And okay, I mean, that's all right. But it's, it's a courtesy kind of a question. But I think you can really start off by asking, you know, it, it really feels good when I talk to a person. I say, hey, 
you're Rahul, right? You're the guy who runs up your game. I'm like, yeah, I am. How do you know about us? Mm. And then it just gets the conversation going, right? Yeah. Or, you know, it might be nice to come across Renny and say, hey, Renny, you're from PJ Picks Productions, right? I don't mm. even want to grab all these awesome productions for so many trainers out there. We keep seeing your videos all the time and it's a great editing book you're doing. And Renny be smiling still and say, hey, yeah, you like my work, you saw my work, great, which video do you like the best? And that just yeah. gets the conversation flowing straight away. Mm. So I think those conversations, those impressions and networking events go further away. And the science behind it is very simple. It's not about how great a conversationalist you are, yeah. but number one, how comfortable you are. Number mm. two, how confident you are. And number three, how prepared you are, right? People who are prepared naturally seem to be a lot more natural. To have some more standard first impression tips, of course, maintain good eye contact all the time. Mm. I always tell people that very important. Look at people when you speak to them. If you can't speak to them, mm. if you don't look at a person, then you're not speaking to them. It's as simple as that. Right. I always tell my participants it's a very simple analogy. You can meet a person for five minutes and talk to them for five minutes, but if for the five minutes you're looking at their shoes and you walk away, you have made you have created a great relationship with their shoes. Right? <laughs> the but if you meet a person and speak to them for 30 seconds, but for that 30 seconds you've had decent eye contact with them, now you have made a decent connection with that person. Right. right. It is all about how long you speak to a person, but in that little time that you do spend with them. How important do you make them feel? So I think eye contact is important. Having a smile on your face is very important. Right? A lot of people don't smile because they're nervous. Mm. I would say they fake a smile because the other person can't tell the difference anyways. Right? So just smile. It'll make you feel better. It'll release endorphins in the system. It'll reduce your jitters. You know, when it reduces right. your jitters, it makes you come across more confident anyways. And it does something to the other person. Never interrupt someone's conversation. You know, I think that's extremely rude. People get very annoyed by doing that. So in networking events, usually people get very impatient, especially yeah. if someone that they have been eyeing is talking to someone else for way too long. They just want to cut in and say, hey, excuse me, can I have my moment? But don't do that. Be patient. Wait. And the last thing is, I think the real impressions are made after, with what you do after the networking event. Once the networking is event is over, 90% of the people go back home and don't follow up. Right. So if you are one of those 10% who does follow up, you automatically stand up for the rest of them. So make it a point to within 24 hours, drop someone a call, SMS, WhatsApp, or an email, right? And follow up with them. Thank you so much for sharing all these interesting golden nuggets, which we feel that is very relevant and sometimes forgotten as well as fellow freelancers. So Rahul, where can our viewers and listeners connect with you? Well, you could either follow me on my LinkedIn at Rahul Shah, R-A-H-U-L space S-H-A-H. You can look for me at Rahul Shah and I'll be very happy to have a connection with you. Do introduce yourself. Tell me that you got to know me from PFA Stocks and I'll be making sure that I respond to you extra Okay, so thank you so much, Rahul, once again. And for those of you who are watching this episode, if you do feel that it has bring value to you, do follow us on our social media platforms on YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, as well as Telegram at The Freelancers Academy. And we'll see you guys there. Yeah.